Have you ever noticed those strange ball-like arthropods with eight long legs coming out? I believe we've all seen at least one, but if you haven't, then you really should. Welcome to episode 78 of Insects for Fun. Today, we're diving into all things harvestmen, from their unique appearance to defense mechanisms and more. Harvestmen are an order of arachnids called Opiliones and can be found worldwide except for Antarctica. But I think we all knew that was coming. As for how many species there are, well, no one knows. But we can say for sure that it's over 6,000. And the ones that are still walking on Earth today are divided between four different suborders. Harvestmen isn't the only name given to these, though. In fact, where I'm from in New England, we always called them Daddy Longlegs. But how did they get these strange names anyway? Let's start with the lore behind Harvestmen. There's actually a couple different beliefs for how they got this one. The first comes from an old superstition that started in Essex, England. The saying goes that if one of these is killed, then that year's harvest will be poor, because the animals were said to be mythical and help farmers collect their produce. Nowadays, the belief is that it's related to how they can be commonly seen in autumn, which is traditionally the harvest season. Other names like Daddy Longlegs appear to have no known origins at all. The Longlegs part is obvious, but the addition of Daddy or even Granddaddy remains a mystery. Even stranger still is that the name Daddy Longlegs isn't exclusive to harvestmen. It's actually used for two other arthropods. One is a crane fly in the UK, and the other is an actual spider also referred to as cellar spiders. The last English common name associated with these critters is the shepherd spiders, but this is also in reference to their incredibly long legs. Apparently, some European shepherds would use stilts to keep sight on their flocks from a distance. But some will also say it's because they're commonly found in areas that are known to be good shepherd fields. Not all harvestmen have very long legs. These really unique creatures actually sport a variety of body shapes and heights depending on the suborder. If you live in a temperate area like North America, the UK, or continental Europe, then you're probably most familiar with the suborder Yopnoi. These are the ones most commonly seen with very long slender legs and small oval bodies. Which brings me to an interesting point about harvestmen. In general, all of them, regardless of their leg size, have a body that looks like it's just one round segment. But they do in fact have two segments just like spiders. It's incredibly hard to notice that though because the area where these segments fuse is very wide. Also, these animals only have two eyes, unlike spiders which usually have six or eight. It's not easy to notice the eyes on many harvestmen either because of how small they are. And for a long time, I thought they didn't have any at all. Recent research, however, is revealing that primitive harvestmen did have six eyes, and that many today have vestigial eyes, or eyes without function, that remain from their past. Some other things that set them apart from spiders are their lack of silk and venom. One of the biggest myths spread about these animals in Western societies is that harvestmen are the most venomous arachnids in the world, and the only reason they can't kill us is because their fangs are too small. To be honest, I'm not convinced this myth is actually associated with harvestmen at all. I think it's more about the cellar spiders commonly called daddy longlegs. And people just kind of got their wires crossed because they share the same common name. That being said, harvestmen do have some fun myths and legends, so let's hear some of those out. 
In France, there's an old legend that harvestmen, if seen in the evening, bring good fortune. And a harvestman is depicted in Salvador Dali's painting titled Daddy Longlegs of the Evening Hope. The painting is a distorted and warped post-apocalyptic World War II landscape with a single daddy longleg in the near center escaping a swarm of ants with a leg missing. France isn't the only place to consider them good fortune either. The Turkish name for them, which I will probably butcher, Mouf Deji, actually translates to a person who brings good news. Some other interesting legends are that if you pick up a harvestman holding seven of its legs, the last one would point in the direction of cattle. No idea where or how that started, but it's interesting nonetheless. Another odd tale is that if you kill one, it will rain the next day. Alright, so now that we've talked a little about their myths and folklore, we're going to move on to behaviors and life cycles of harvestmen, starting with what they eat. The diet for these animals is a mixed omnivorous one, consisting of soft-bodied small insects, to lichen, dead animals, and even droppings from other animals on occasion. Unlike spiders, these animals don't have the means to liquefy or suck up their prey's innards, and so harvestmen take bites out of their food. Underneath their pedipalps are a small pair of jaws, which are capable of tearing and chewing small pieces of food. They use these same jaws and pedipalps to clean off their legs after finishing a meal. Most species are nocturnal, and their primary method for collecting food is to hunt through a variety of strategies. One of the most common would be to sit and wait atop a leaf for unsuspecting insects. Others will roam the ground for food, often starting around sunset. Harvestmen have a special set of legs that are used to feel vibrations and communicate with others. They don't have great vision, which is why it's important for them to use touch and smell. The colors on the more nocturnal species tend to be variations of brown and gray, while diurnal and more tropical species can have very bright and flashy colors. I mentioned earlier that these creatures are most commonly seen around fall or autumn. And the reason for this is that's when all the babies born in spring reach their adult stage and are easier to find. Temperate or northern harvestmen also mate and lay eggs in late summer or early fall, and the eggs remain dormant through winter months. In Texas, they're known to overwinter in all stages of life, probably because the winters aren't usually as tough as more northern territories. All harvestmen go through incomplete metamorphosis. But how many instars the nymphs go through varies by species, with the average being six molts. And freshly hatched ones are completely white and just look like smaller adults. As far as parental care goes, some males are the sole caretakers and guard the eggs laid by a female, going as far as to keep them clean as well. It's this kind of guarding behavior that has further pushed the common name shepherd spiders, even though these are not true spiders at all. This is especially well documented in the neotropical species Zygopachillus albomarginus, which has been studied and claimed to be the only male arachnid with a high level of parental care. Basically what these species do is they prepare a nest or take over one that had been abandoned and they keep it well built, clean, and free from predators. Females will enter these nests, mate with the males, drop eggs, and then leave. Males will guard nests with eggs of varying ages and from various females that stopped by. The care provided by males is actually essential for the eggs of this species to hatch, 
And this in particular is what's never been documented before in male arachnids. Maternal care is also seen with harvest men, but this is also most often associated with neotropical species only, specifically in the suborder Laniotaurus. Harvest men have a lot of other interesting behaviors too, which I want to tell you guys about now. First off, they don't mind sharing space with others of the same species, and sometimes they form tight packed swarms ranging in size from 700 to over 70,000. Holy zoinks! Remember how I mentioned in the last episode that isopods will gather to preserve moisture? Well, the same can be said for harvest men. The truth is that these animals do need a certain level of moisture to survive, but more often than not, they form large clusters to protect themselves from nature's elements and against predators. Which leads me to their defensive capabilities, because there's apparently a lot. One of the reasons why creating a large cluster could spell trouble for predators is that harvestmen are able to release a foul-smelling irritant. And if you happen to be in or near a large cluster of them, well, I'm sure I don't have to explain any further. Other defensive behaviors include bobbing, freezing, playing dead, retaliation, stridulation, leg amputation, and simply running away. Bobbing is what people call the motion of a harvest man when it bobs its body up and down like a bobber on rough waves. This is supposed to confuse predators, and when many of them are piled up near each other, it can appear to be a much larger animal. I don't know about you guys, but if I saw thousands or even hundreds of harvest men bobbing together, I would walk away. Freezing simply refers to the act of halting all movements entirely for an extended period of time. Now this is not the same as playing dead, because the act of playing dead involves scrunching up into a ball or flailing the legs outward first. Freezing happens before a predator interacts with or has even noticed the harvestman. So it's not exactly playing dead, it's just trying to avoid being noticed in the first place. Retaliation, on the other hand, is when they actually fight back. And this is specifically for the armored harvestmen in the suborder Laniotaurus, which I mentioned a little earlier with the maternal care. Armored harvestmen are usually shorter than the others, but they have spiky armored plates on their bodies, legs, and or pedipalps, which they can use to protect themselves through flailing slash punching motions and even pinching. Some of them also have claws that branch off from the third or fourth pair of legs. The majority of these live in the tropics, and are much more reliant on human environments. These ones also tend to live a hermit life under logs, rocks, or other debris, or even in caves. You're probably wondering what the predators for these are anyway. And the answer is a variety of animals like spiders, scorpions, reptiles, amphibians, and some small mammals. There seems to be a lot of animals willing to eat harvestmen, which is why sometimes the only way to escape an encounter is to self-amputate a leg. As it turns out, the legs are actually designed to be readily released, and they can twitch and move for up to an hour after removal. Now, the last defensive behavior I want to mention would be the stridulation. This is another rare trait only encountered in the suborder Laniotaurus and Dispinoi. Species within these suborders have organs that allow the harvestmen to communicate through sounds and vibrations. It's not something we'd be able to hear though. And that is going to wrap up today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it and special thanks to Yagal for prompting the episode. Please, 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 if you haven't, go and rate the podcast on Apple or Spotify. 
and leave a review, especially on Apple, because that is one of the best ways to promote this show. If you want to further show your support and get bonus episodes along with vlogs, then please go hit up the Patreon. Instagram is Insects for Fun, along with the Facebook. And of course, you can email me at insectsfordummies at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.